Stop, listen, and ask yourself, have you ever pondered at the idea that there may be something to the other side? If so, and you're hearing my voice for the first time, then you may have just fallen into the void. Hey there, hello there, and welcome to another episode of Into the Void, where we talk about anything and everything paranormal. I'm your host with the most G-Man, and listener, do I have an interesting episode for you. Now, I will say this. I first came across this bit of information through YouTube and various other websites, but before I go on, I wanted to let you know that there's been a bit of a change here on the show, such as the Witches and Wicca episode was supposed to be a two-part episode, but due to complications and scheduling, the interview with our guest has been postponed until further notice. So, For this episode, I have with me some guests whom you may have heard in previous episodes. Gabriel Samaniego, who joined me on the scrying episode. For more on that, tune into episode 7. And Renee Bravo, the sound engineer here in studio, who you may have heard in previous episodes such as episode 1 and the Ghostly Encounters episode. Gentlemen, first off, welcome. Thank you. Good to be back. And thank you for joining me. So, let's talk paranormal. All right. <laughs> All right, yeah, go yeah, on. Okay. Yeah, oh, we can do that. Sounds you know. like a normal day to me. Really? <laughs> so, as I was saying before, I came across this creepy information yeah. on YouTube. Yeah, I didn't know about this actually until that, you brought it up. Right? Yeah. yeah. And I'm gonna so I'm gonna tell you this right now. Uh, digging into the story was creepier and creepier and creepier. <laughs> I did the mistake of like looking this up like 11 p.m. at night. Oh, God. Like, I, I did like, it often, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like I was laying in bed my, on my phone just watching YouTube videos, and I'm just like, no. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now. Nope. So I started doing the research on this, and before I go any further, I just want to mention, because I'm pretty sure the listener is like, what are they talking about? Yeah, they're like, what's going on? <laughs> so the research here is basically on black eyed children now this story has been around for quite some time when i was doing the research though what was it last week maybe two weeks ago or a week ago it was raining and everything we had a little bit of thunder and lightning going on and it was really creepy because as i was doing the research in this i want to say urban legend or have you guys heard the term sticky pasta yeah creepy pasta creepy pasta there we go sticky pasta of course pasta sticky yeah so when i was looking this up i was learning about creepy pasta yeah creepy pastas are really oh man so for listener in case you don't know what creepypasta is it's basically a story that has been copy and pasted copy and pasted over and over and over to where it starts to gain its own origin its own story (laughs) yeah so i'm doing the research thunder and lightning raining and every story i'm reading is telling me right is telling me that everything (laughs) every time the uh people have witnessed these black eyed children Mm -hmm. was mainly on a dark and stormy night yeah (laughs) so i can't tell you how many times like i was doing this and i'm like sitting at my computer going oh there's gonna be a knock at the door i know it there's gonna be a knock at the door right seriously that's my doordash (laughs) (laughs) did you order this food (laughs) may i come in (laughs) <laughs> I have to use your bathroom. <laughs> so like I said, it turns out these stories have been around since the 80s, mm-hmm. uh, but didn't really surface till about the 90s. Yeah. Did you mm-hmm. notice that? Yeah, yeah, that was weird. Yeah, so I'm going to say that it's due to the fact that the internet mm-hmm. was uh, really making its play in the 90s. Mm-hmm. So 
if you look back even further, these stories actually go further back. I saw some information about these black-eyed children being talked about like through ancient China, Mm -hmm. but I didn't really find very much on that. There was just kind of like little sayings here and there. So I can't really, I can't confirm that 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 it's true, but I can tell you that these stories, whew, man, that's creepy. So let me ask you guys, Mm -hmm. how did you feel when you were reading these stories about the black eyed children. I was very kind of like looking into it because it was one thing that I didn't know about these at all. I think at the time when I first found out about creepypastas, it was like the famous one is like, was it Jeff the Killer? Yeah. And the Smiling Dog. Mm -hmm. Like the like basically like the well-known ones. And then I remember hearing about black eyed children and it didn't hit me at first. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I looked it up recently and it was just very weird because it's also, it could be very real. I think right. that's why. I yeah, like, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. If, because if not black eyed children, then it's just people in general that would just do that. That's the thing. Right. Yeah. And I think that's what makes it really scary too at the same time is that maybe that's where it came from. It was just people going up to random people. Right. Because you can mm-hmm. just feel that. Like you're, it's very, it's a very real situation. I think that's what makes it really more, more terrifying is that you're going to your car or something like that and someone just comes up to you randomly. Right. Exactly. And like, can I have a ride? And you're like, uh-huh. I have no money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Yeah. Gabriel, how about you? What are your thoughts and feelings actually I to say on this, the story of the black eyed children? Well, I try to go deep. I, I, I agree that I think a lot of momentum came from the when the internet came about blogs online you know blogs started coming about Brian Bethel was one of the uh, uh, as where when it first really took off and, t- and started down in Texas uh, he was a reporter and he recalled this incident that happened I guess it happened twice and he recalled two incidences and I think after that people started saying oh yeah I've had an experience just like that and it started spouting out all over the place you know, yeah all over the country Oregon Washington yeah. a couple incidences in uh, Ireland uh, so, yeah and and that's the crazy part too. It started happening outside of the United States, Ireland, France, England. Actually, yeah, yeah. they they were posting a lot of stuff. Oh, what is it? Like their tabloid? Yeah, was the Daily Press. Daily Press. Yeah, it was like just printing out story after story. People were coming with these witness accounts of seeing these black-eyed children. I'm glad you mentioned the Brian Bethel uh, story because I actually had some stuff here that I wanted the listener to know about. Now, some of you may know. Some of you listeners may know about the Black Eyed Children, but for those of you who are hearing this title for the first time, listen up and listen close. Amongst the most feared entities, the Black Eyed Children are described as kids aged 6 to 16 with a normal human physique and behavior, but with eyes as dark as the night sky. Now, they appear either in normal or old-fashioned clothes and are said to speak in a tone too mature for their age. They generally appear lost and helpless before your house or car, making a request to be let in. Now, here's where it starts to become a little stranger. Witnesses who have come into contact with these supposed children report claims of inexplicable fear before noticing their darkened black eyes. Now, this usually follows with a witness fleeing with fear. That is exactly what happened to journalist Brian Bethel, like mm-hmm. you mentioned, when he had an encounter with the black-eyed children. The year was 1996. Now, 1996, the age of information, has begun with the launch of the World Wide Web. Mm-hmm. Also, the Los Angeles riots tear the nation apart as, as the verdict is said on the case of Rodney King. And we've got Bill Clinton, that smooth-talking son of a bitch from Arkansas, who becomes president while O.J. Simpson's case, trial, and acquittal have people glued to their television and on the edge of their seat. And in the midst of all this, a journalist from Albany, Texas. you got Brian Bethel. Now, to my understanding, this is what I got 
from his uh, his witness account. Now, there's a whole entire story here of what happens from like what he was doing in the first place. Um, I'll kind of go into that a little bit here. To my understanding, he was uh, going to pay his internet bill, and he was. It, I guess it was late. Not too late. It was late enough, though. Yeah. Um, and I guess the place was already closed. Mm-hmm. So he was just going to write a check out and mm-hmm. basically put the check in a slot and then take off. As he was writing the check, he didn't even hear these kids walk up. And they just knocked on his window. Just yeah. creepy. That was kind of weird. Anyways, um, so it says here, there was a knock on my driver's side window. Two young boys, somewhere between 9 and 12 years old, dressed in hooded pullovers, stood outside. I cracked the window a bit, anticipating a spile or a spiel, spiel. sorry, spiel, spile, spiel for money. But I was intimidated, intimidately gripped by an incomprehensible, soul racking fear. I had no idea why. A conversa- conversation ensued between one boy and somewhat suave, oiled skinned, curly headed young man and myself. The other, a red headed, pale skinned, freckled young man, stayed in the background. Now, I don't know about you, but that's already creepy enough as it is. Yeah. So, I mean, what are your thoughts? Just out of curiosity here, Renee? I don't know. That's the thing. (laughs) Dude, I just got the chills just thinking about that. Because, like, that's the thing. It's so real. That's the thing. Mm -hmm. It could happen. Mm -hmm. It's not like where it's like, oh, yeah, it's like an encounter with, like, some creature or even some, like, you know, I don't know, some unworldly thing. These are... Unassuming children. Yeah. Right? Yeah. (laughs) You know... So again, digging into this, the more uh, the more I'm, I'm digging in, the more I'm thinking about the idea of why children. Yeah. Why not you know something else, an animal or an adult or you know a uh, an animate object of some sort. I, th- I think whatever it is that uses children, it's just like they know that it is a more of a people are more prone to kind of help. Help or right. approach. Right. Approach. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was threatened. Th- yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. You don't feel as threatened when there are children about mm-hmm. because children are what are considered to be innocent, mm-hmm. depending on their age. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so it's like you don't really think to yourself, like, how could this child harm me mm-hmm. in any way possible? But I will get into how mm-hmm. because it's very creepy how how that happens. So now. Brian Bethel obviously uh, had this encounter. He then shared it on a chat board in which it gained popularity, worldwide popularity. No one really knows where these children come from or why yeah. uh, they cause fear when being approached. Brian's story, though, had encouraged, like we said, had encouraged people to basically come forward and tell their witness accounts. Uh, you, like the other sightings that we had just mentioned, in 2014, British papers started reporting more sightings around the world. Mm-hmm. Um now, here's one for you. There is a video on YouTube. Uh, it is known as the Black-Eyed Girl of Cannock Chase, Stat- Stadford- Stadfordshire, England. And this was done in 2015. Now, there's a drone flying over this yeah, forest. I saw this. Yeah. yeah. I saw this. So there's this listener, there's this drone that flies over the forest. And as the drone is flying, it happens to catch someone or something in that forest in like an all white did you see an all yeah, white gown, gown? Yeah, all okay white gown, yeah. so it's an all white gown and basically what it is it looks like a girl mm-hmm. or a woman inside that forest hiding from what she what i think she sees is the drone mm-hmm. i mean that's the probably the 
biggest witness account that you could show right now online? Because yeah. I don't think anyone's really caught anything else. I think that's no, like the most few. recent yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. That, that is just some creepiness. Um, yes, Gabriel, sorry. Oh, no. Well, I'm, I find a little bit of a, I guess I had a little be, step beside um, myself when it comes to that. Most of the physical evidence or visual evidence that we see is always of one individual, one supposed black-eyed child. Right. Um, but every reported incident was is always in pairs. Thank you. I, thank yeah. you for bringing that yeah. up. I have been That's trying to figure that point. out myself. Yeah. 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 So I I really think that there's we're, we're thinking of two different entities, that there's two different things, almost as though two beings is actually just one. Because oftentimes when you hear about these uh, these children approaching you at, at your door, your car door, your home door, there's always an, a second one there. And when they speak, it's almost as though they... Well, one generally speaks, but if the second one does, it's almost as though they're in sync. That right. They, they finish the sentence yeah. for the other right. person. Yes. So it's almost as though it's, it's one person or one being, uh, but you're seeing two. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. What I find interesting is too is that those reported encounters always say there's like a young ch- child and then always an older one. Oh, that's right. From, yeah. Yeah. They're, that's the report is that it's always an older child, always a younger child, mm-hmm. um, and that the older child is the one that does the talking. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that the youngest, the youngest one, I guess, just kind of agrees with everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The thing is, though, if you tell them no. They start to get a little not aggressive, but insistive. in their voice, insistive. Yeah. Yes, their tone gets more. Yeah, like, deep, not deeper, but like more stronger. Broad. Yeah, broad and stronger. Yeah. So here's one for you. There is the the Brian Bethel story. He's trying to figure out like why they're out there in the first place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't mention this before, but I believe he was by a movie theater and they had asked him to take him take them home so they can go get money to go see a movie but the last movie was already showing for the night yeah so he thought they wouldn't even make it back in time and he was like i should just go and while he was thinking this one of them said please don't go and then he was like well this is kind of weird maybe i should just call the police and he says again there's no need to call the police as if like they were in his mind in his mind yeah yeah Yeah. Hmm. what the hell (laughs) It's, interesting yeah, it's just pure creepiness. This whole entire thing is just there's there's a lot of questionable things towards it, yeah. but all those questionable things start to become creepier and creepier as you dig into that. Mm-hmm. So after Brian Bethel had this encounter, then he shared on the chat board that we talked about. The other sightings were also include 2014. We have a local man, the same area, mm-hmm. same in England. A local man is walking his dog on his usual route when he stops, turns around and sees a little girl standing behind him. A little girl with dark black eyes. Hmm. Now, he just ran off. He didn't stay to try and figure out what was going on. Because, I mean, I think he already could tell that there was something off about this little girl. But then you've got the Four Crosses Inn, which is, again, in England. Uh, Another sighting of the black-eyed child. And here's the kicker about this. All these sightings that have happened in England Mm -hmm. happened 30 years ago before. Really? Yeah. Wow. 30 years ago, people were talking about this. Now, again, no internet. No way of actually, you know, letting us socially talk about this online so word of mouth is what's going on Mm -hmm. so 30 years ago you have people who are basically saying like i I saw something it looked like a child but they had dark eyes they talk about how they feel about it and everything and it's hard to believe because a lot of these witness accounts people have had mental history in in the past or someone in their family has had mental history in the past so it's hard to determine whether or not they are telling the truth or maybe they're going after those exactly exactly because i know for a fact that in the paranormal world 
you have spirits, entities, ghosts that will come after people with weaker minds yeah. mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to, you know, people with a strong mind, mm-hmm. especially in, in like a demonic type entity or, yeah. you know, poltergeist wise. Yeah. They, they definitely come after in the, in the weak side. But yeah. So what, what are your thoughts on that, though? It happened 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. So what, what are your thoughts? Well, I, I was thinking, does it, was it the same area as well? Too? Exactly the same area, all within, uh, what did I say, uh, Statfordshire, England. Oh, okay. Yeah. And what's the setting? Like, Is it like foresty or is it... So most of them, I believe, is in that forest. Okay. Um, but there is a story about a black-eyed child mm-hmm. walking the streets at oh, night okay. to the point where people didn't even want to come out their doors anymore. Really? Yeah. Wow. I mean, like, in fact, people were leaving Statford- <laughs> Statfordshire, England. They were leaving that area because yeah. it was becoming too scary at the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fast forward 30 years later, it happens all over again. Mm-hmm. People are now packing up and leaving because it's just getting too freaky again. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah. I, I don't know what to That's say on that, thing. but yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to, because I'm trying to think in places in America, was it also like a foresty kind of like. Not always. Uh, most of them. These actually, actually, no. Okay. Now, some of these stories that I came across happened in the car. Okay. Happened at somebody's uh, work. Okay. Here you go. The security guard. He was an engineer mm-hmm. at a factory. He was working the late shift, yeah. finishing up everything he could possibly finish up. And on the cameras, he saw two boys. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say it was 116, 110, maybe seven. He goes outside to have a cigarette, doesn't see the boys out there. Soon as he finishes a cigarette, puts it down, puts it out, goes to open the door, they're behind him. Really? And he goes inside and closes the door. Now, the doors to my understanding, were two doors. There was one door to go out, another one, and another one after that. So he goes inside the first door, then goes in the second door. The second door is like glass, so he can see what's going on. They don't come inside, but they start to torment him. Hmm. They go from camera to camera to camera, basically yelling, screaming, telling him, let us come in, we need to use your phone. Hmm. And that's the biggest thing about these stories too. They always need to use the phone to call their parents, and I quote that parents. Mm -hmm. So... That's another story in which he did not let them in, but he told, but he was like, I got to call the police because they're basically uh, in an area where they're not supposed to yeah, be. Yeah, they're trespassing. And yeah. as soon as he wants to call the police, mm-hmm. they tell him there's no need to call the police. And really? he's inside. He's inside yeah. the building. As soon as he thought that. And they tell him, you don't need to call the police. And it's like, wow. what the heck is going on? So by the time the police do show up, mm-hmm. the kids are gone. Of course. You know, yeah. as usual. So... There's that, um, which is, again, by far one yeah. of the creepiest things. Yeah. Well, the reason why I asked is, that, like, what setting? Because I'm trying to think, like, what's the common element? That's the thing. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. What is the common element here to where these children... Because they're not popping up anywhere and asking anybody. It's yeah. like they're picking specific areas mm. to go and ask yeah. somebody for a ride. You know what yeah. I mean? So, Gabriel, what, do you, what are your thoughts on this? As far as being lured to one specific location or, or type of uh, uh, atmosphere, it's it's very hard to say. I've been trying to figure that out as well. There are things in everybody's stories that have some, some similarity, some truth. It also does beg the question if there's those people who are just trying to gain their 15 minutes of fame. But yeah. in any case, uh, most of the stories that you hear, knocking at the door, um, window or car, whatever, uh, you know, house or car, uh, there was an incident that I, I read that a woman, she was at her work, and the, the door to the work actually had a one of those reflective surfaces on the outside so you can't see in but you can see out oh yes yes oh. so as she's seen uh that 
there were two boys in the distance. They were far enough away that she was going to be able to get to her car. She, you know, she's a young woman, so she didn't really think anything of it. That she's like, oh, I can get to my car, not feel threatened because there's two boys. But as soon as she got out towards her car, the two boys were blocks closer, much closer than they would have. Oh, man. So she freaked out and went inside. And went by, when she got inside, these two boys were at the door oh, knocking. Can, can we come in to use your phone? So she's freaked out. She's telling them no. Uh, they're being more insistent, obviously. Uh, and of course, they can't see in. But it seems that wherever she is in the inside, they're speaking towards her, mm-hmm. knowing where in the building she is or where it is that they can see her. So there are similarities in the sense that the actions that are taking place are relative. So maybe it's something with uh, susceptibility with a person mm, uh, yeah. rather than okay. rather than the location. Yeah. Okay. Um, so because that's that's a similar story to almost anything else there's theories of course that it's either a ghost child or a demon child right some of these insist that it's like a vampire or or some sort of succubus uh trying to you know steal your soul essentially beckoning for permission to enter not just your home your your location but entering you in a sense be able to the permission to enter your own being your own body and and suck um, out your your life force whatever it is because there's very few stories of uh, survivors of people who have allowed these children into their home i've I've only found stories of people who realize this primordial fear and just shutting down closing the door leaving those are the most most of the stories that i hear Um, there are very few who have had stories that they actually let them in um, and, and that's something that actually we're going to talk about here in a second. Yeah, because, mm-hmm. wow, letting him in yeah. is probably now. So with all the buzz of these black-eyed children, somehow like rules uh, came into play after supposedly someone finally let the black-eyed children into their home. Wow. So this is supposed to be what had happened. The story goes, a man and a woman at home. Okay. Uh, there's a knock on the door, and they have a dog, and the dog is barking and barking and barking, and the woman decides to get up, go check and see who's at the door. So she goes and looks and see, and as soon as she gets the door, the dog runs away in fear without even opening the door, mm-hmm. takes off. Now, the woman looks to see, looks and sees children on her front porch, one roughly the age of seven and the other 12 years old. They ask to use, so she opens the door, and she asks, can I help you? And they say, we need to use your phone. She says yes and invites them into the home. Here's where it becomes a little creepy. The children come into the house. They sit in the living room with the husband while the wife goes to get the phone. When she comes back, the children are gone. And her husband is now, his head is in his hands. Mm -hmm. He is basically crying and is freaking out. Not like hysterically, but to the point where he's like keeping himself and he's shivering mm. because he just looked into their eyes. When the wife goes to see where the children are, they are standing in their hallway. Kind of like the shining. It just like yeah, two, two yeah, 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 two kids mm-hmm. just standing there uh in the hallway and to make matters worse, the lights go out. That's uh, just creepy. I'm sorry, yeah, that's just no, creepy. That when the power comes back on, the children are standing at the door. And the woman can see their dark eyes. Now, supposedly this is what happens after you let them in. Weeks later, this woman became sick. Mm. Sick to the point where doctors can't really figure out what's going on. Also, her husband dies with no real explanation as to how he died. Mm. Goes to see the doctors, uh, appointment after appointment. They can't really figure out what's going on. And by the time, I guess they wanted to figure something out, he passed away. Wow. So there's no 
real explanation as to what happened to him. He mm-hmm. could have he could have been sick already, and it, yeah. it, it you know got worse. Or the black eyed children could have caused it for him. Mm-hmm. And the crazy yeah. part is this: he passed away, and I'm thinking to myself, well, maybe he was sick beforehand, and they were kind of like the angel of death almost, where they just came in and they kind of did their thing and then okay. left. I see what you're you know what I mean? I, I'm yeah. not saying that that could be the full case no, here, but, but it feels like it. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting concept. What do you think? I, I don't think I can agree with that. Okay. Just uh, most of these instances when you feel, you're feeling threatened. Most of the people that you have reported this have reported a, like I said, uh, almost a primal fear. Just something takes over. You just feel like you have to fight or flight. It's know, that fight, natural it, instinct that comes that, out. Yeah. yeah. And people generally don't necessarily have that instinct on command or rather uh, it's kind of something that's kind of weaned out of our evolution in a sense. Uh, we still get it. There's definitely times that we get it. But the whole point of having children, I imagine, as these black eyed children, as these beings who are ans- asking to enter your home or a- asking to be let in is to be able to bring down your guard. Mm. Because imagine if you have two full adults coming to your door, let us in. We need to use your phone. That's an automatic red flag yeah. without a doubt. Right. Mm. So you bring that down by bringing some unassuming children. Can you let us in? We need to use your phone. You're a little more inclined to help, but yeah. you still get that, that fear right. that I need to get the hell out of here. Right. So, I can't say that it's more of a inviting like angel of death because uh, most people, uh, you know, I would say most people or just there are people who feel that when it's your time, it's your time. There's not really much you can do. And the angel mm. of death, even though it's always a shadowy figure, it's always um, you're always afraid because it, you don't want to leave. It, the angel of death essentially is a welcoming uh, oh, I see. Okay. It's like, you know what? I'm here to take away your pain. I'm here to help you. Okay. In a sense. So I, I can't see that a black eyed child is a substitute for the angel of death. Okay. Uh, I feel there's something more wicked behind it. Well, I'm glad you say that because actually the theory is that these children are either demons, interdimensional beings, mm-hmm. or even somehow related to our own government. I also heard, if I can add, yes, that uh, extraterrestrial actually, not okay. so much extraterrestrial, but hybrids. Oh yes, yes, I remember reading about this. Okay, yeah, just because uh, if you think about uh, the gray beans, the, the aliens, the grays, they are you know tall. They can be tall or short, uh, lengthy, with big ble- uh, beating black eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you were to think about that as a hybrid, you know, they're trying to make children to you know kind of get into our society, into our our homes, and learn about us, or even essentially, not so much the common misconception of being probed, mm. but being observed or being prodded. Um, it is possible because there are stories that there is missing time that this is what that is that these children are almost um in intervening into our homes because they're trying to essentially dissect or um there's um i forget the term for when you're alive and they dissect you it's there's an actual um it's not an autopsy but it's like a living autopsy like oh. a biopsy it's uh the, the term escapes me at the okay. moment but no, that's fine. why not have these children you know you're being allowed to so that's the idea it could be because the grays, for whatever reason, their eyes are, they're, they're more, they see more than what they, what, the, what any of us would see. Right. They're different right. light spectrum, a different frequency, which would explain why sometimes we hear stories that the black eyed children can read our minds, read our thoughts, you know, because mm-hmm. if you're, you're, you're tuned into a different frequency, whether it be light radio or whatever it may be. 
part of thought is on a different frequency level. Right. So what if they can tune into that? So yeah, I do want to go back to that government thing that we had talked yeah. uh, mentioned because um, that one of the stories, uh, one of the alternate endings of this story with the man and the woman who uh, let the children in was that at the end when she when the kids were up in the hallway, she the lights came back on and the kids said, "Our parents are here now," and they left went out the front door and supposedly there was a black car with two men off in the distance, open the door for the children. They get in the car and they take off. Now this is again, another alternate ending to this story that has obviously been passed around over and over and over. But at the same time, there's a lot of speculation that it could have been government agents, AKA the men in black. Yeah. There is a huge, huge speculation on that. And so Having, you know, not to get too far into you know conspiracy theories and all that, but at the same time, there could be some proof into the pudding because, I mean, if you look at all the things that the government has already kept, you know, from us, there's a high chance that, you know, this could have been something like an experiment, Area 51 type, that they had done uh, maybe just at night to, I don't know, maybe see how it plays out, you know? I mean, there's there's also a theory about looking into their eyes looking into the children's eyes and supposedly when you do it's like a whole different dimension in their eyes almost like you're looking into an entirely different universe and that's why supposedly you start to you know get that fear and freak out and that overwhelming fear starts to take over because yeah. the universe is so vast and wide Don't and you exactly yeah. yeah so there are so many theories yeah on this what do you think Renee uh when you started mentioning you know the reasoning behind it, it really made it interesting, especially the deaf one. I kind of, I don't really agree with it, like same here, but I find it very interesting at the same time. Mm-hmm. But I do like the government conspiracy kind of thing. Um, yeah. Because I honestly, I don't trust the government. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> you know, they hide, I mean, you're they supposed to, but you know. I mean, there's, there's a lot of stuff that they choose not to say. Right. <laughs> like, you know? Right. So that's why I kind of do agree with the government one. That one's pretty interesting. Yeah. I like that one a lot. Are I don't we... know. That's the thing. There's so I'm many, sorry. so many different things that this could be. And it's just, you know, we won't know unless we've experienced it ourselves. Right. Yeah, you know? absolutely. I hope not. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm going to say this again, because me being the, the fascinated person of the paranormal and all my experiences, yeah. from all the cases that I have done in the past, mm-hmm. I never once came across black eyed children. Yeah. And it kind of, to me, it kind of puts a little more perspective of if I've never come across it, quite possibly this could be a hoax. Yeah. And that it's something that's made up. But at the same time, just because you haven't come across it doesn't make it real. Yeah. So I'm personally kind of hoping that maybe one day <laughs> I could run into them. I don't really want to like, you know, die from <laughs> looking in their eyes. Well, but at the same time, I would like to, because I have questions. No, that's true. I have so many questions. Want to bring them into the podcast? Yeah, let's just bring them on in here. Kids, come on in. Um, <laughs> Not supposed to let them in. <laughs> right, yeah, right, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. How about you, Gabriel? Would you ever want to meet the Black Eyed Children? No. <laughs> Just a simple no. no. <laughs> I like it short, simple, and sweet. No, it's, yeah, it's just, you know, obviously, uh, you know, it would be interesting, but at the same time, you know, I don't know what will happen. That's yeah, the thing. yeah. Anything can happen to you. Because like, it might changes. Be, yeah, that's the thing. It changes you, and it also, they, obviously, they're going after a certain type of people right it's weird like like you said ones that are you know mentally weak and stuff like that well i will say this though because i don't know if they're going after certain types of people because there is a story of a man 
named Harold. When he was a kid, he left his house to go play, basically. Mm-hmm. He was near some woods. Yeah. Um, as he was walking, he literally saw a kid by a fence post, like a wooden fence post. The kid was crying, and he asked, mm-hmm. you know, what was wrong? And as the kid turned around, he had his head down, so he couldn't see his eyes. Mm-hmm. And the kid said, I need to go to your house. And the Harold, at the time being a kid, was just like, kind of weirded out, but like, why do you need to go to my house? Didn't kid just said, I need to go to your house. And Harold was like, okay, let's go. So they were going to walk to his house. Mm-hmm. Then he got that overwhelming feeling like something's wrong here. I, I don't feel yeah. right with this kid. And as soon as he turned around, he tripped over something and he looks up and he sees the kid's black eyes. Mm-hmm. And the kid says, you will take me to your house. Yeah. Very demanding all of a sudden. Yeah. And so he ran off, told his father. His father comes out with a shotgun, tries to find the kid or whatever, and doesn't find the kid. <laughs> and that guy, Harold, was scarred. So there was nothing wrong with Harold. He didn't have any mental history. Mm. He didn't have any uh, family mental history. Okay. Nothing. He oh. just was a perfectly normal child. And that happened to him. Yeah. I so, think maybe, because I, I, you know, just because you know, we're talking about it and thinking yeah. about it, and when they brought out the point, maybe it has to do with frequencies. Maybe. That's another interesting Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah, that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to have a specific mental state, but you you could be operating on a different mental frequency, which in the previous episodes you mentioned, uh, some people are just more susceptible to certain things, well, to certain right, uh, and, right you know, occurrences. So perhaps they're looking for people with this type of frequency to be able to essentially invade uh, or you know interact with. Yeah, yeah, that's insane. This whole story is freaking awesome, though. I love every second of it. I've watched so many uh, YouTube videos, read a lot of stories about uh, people learning more about this, and just. You know, listener, if you get a chance, go on YouTube, type in Black Eyed Children, go online, look up stories about the Black Eyed Children, because there are so many speculations, so many theories, so many thoughts about this, stories of people who have witnessed it, you know, gotten sick from it, all of that. It's absolutely fascinating to me, and obviously to Gabriel and and Renee here, too. Gabriel, you did some studying, um, obviously, on your own to get ready for this episode. Anything else you wanted to uh, talk about, bring up on the Black Eyed Children uh, from what you found? Uh, like I mentioned before, uh, there's very few instances in which are uh, recorded that people have uh, in- survived an actual encounter where they have let them in. Uh, you brought up one. Uh, another one I've uh, I heard where the husband, what he like like this in this story, he actually got sick too. He was discovered to have f- developed a type of skin cancer, which is usually associated with people who use tanning beds. Uh, for overexposed oh. amount of time, and he was not one who tanned, so it wow. was completely wow. just off uh, and off the charts. Like, well, how did he even get this? He probably never even seen a tanning bed, okay. right? Um, the three of the cats had had died. Uh, another cat disappeared. Uh, the woman herself, she got sick. So it's it's just interesting. Maybe because the fact that uh, we're hearing, we don't hear as many survival stories because essentially nobody has survived, mm-hmm. or they're more, they're less likely to share their stories because they're afraid. One idea is maybe just knowing the fact that this thing, this is real, or that they exist, or they're out there, invites the idea to them coming to you. It's like almost uh, like an antenna, okay. putting that okay. thought in your mind, oh, okay. puts that you know, brings it out to you. So, listener, I apologize. <laughs> oh no, no, you don't need to apologize. No. I apologize for bringing this up to you because uh, now you're an antenna. <laughs> and you are, congratulations. You are the antenna. <laughs> and Renee, I know, uh, again, you obviously did uh, yeah. looking into this and studying this. And what are your thoughts on? I think just for me, like closing out, like what I thought about it is just like I've had encounters, not with black eyed, black eyed children, but just people in general just coming up to you and stuff like that and just 
being trying to be persuasive of what they want and stuff like that and that's what really kind of got to me about it was that that has happened to me where it's just you know i've had encounters with just you know you know very kind of like interesting people but mm-hmm. at the same time like you know keeping your wits about them and stuff right. like that right so that's why i find it really scary at the same time but also it's an interesting concept in general if this is just a story it's a very interesting concept right that's yes. what i really also found very enticing was just like this is really interesting i like right. it and i'm shocked that they haven't adapted this into any like scary stories or like a movie and something yeah like that. so actually there is yeah, a movie yeah. oh there yeah, is, there is okay. yeah there is a movie okay. That was done. I believe it's just called Black Eyed Children, yeah. which basically is supposed to portray. Was it a short film? I want to say it's a oh, short okay. film, maybe an hour long. Oh, um, okay. okay. Uh, it came out like a while, while back. Mm. I want to say it was either an online movie or it actually came out in theaters or on straight to DVD. Mm-hmm. Um, but the whole movie is basically just about like teenagers mm-hmm. and black eyed children showing up and then, you know, teenagers are dying oh, okay. and stuff. So they kind of, you know, they over exaggerate the killings yeah. and everything. Um, but at the same time, like there is a lot of what you learn in the movie. Mm-hmm. So it kind of makes it a little more creepier too. Okay. Cause all those speculations, all those stories and mm-hmm. everything kind of tie in with the movie too. But yeah, Hollywood in there, you know, yeah, they have and to stuff. make it dramatic. Yeah. So <laughs> well, let's give my, my thought, my final thoughts here. And that is listener. I urge you to go online and take a look. Read the stories, listen, listen to the YouTube stories, and really take into account these speculations, these theories. And who knows, maybe you'll come up with your own idea as to these black-eyed children. In fact, who knows, maybe you might even run into one. I hope not. <laughs> All right, well, listen, I um, pretty much that's going to cover it for the uh, stories of the black-eyed children. I want to thank Gabriel Samaniego and Renee. Thank you so much for coming in studio and uh, talking with me about this. Oh, I want to say coming in studio, but Renee works like, in the studio, studio, so yeah, there's no point saying coming into the studio. Yeah, thanks for being here, Renee. Thanks for be- yeah, thanks <laughs> yeah. for being here. No uh, <laughs> coming into the studio, what the heck? All right, well. That's pretty much our time here for the episode on Black Eyed Children. Um, if you guys want to check out more information from the show, you want to follow us uh, on our social media, please go ahead and check out our Instagram at Void Podcast 18, our Facebook at Pod Paranormal 87, and our Twitter page at Nightwing Silver. Also, I mentioned this, sorry, I mentioned this in the last episode. But again, I'm very happy to announce that Into the Void has a website. You can go and check out the page at intothevoid.godaddysites.com. That's intothevoid.godaddysites.com. And with that, again, thank you so much to Gabriel and Renee. I'm G-Man, and I would like to thank you for following with me Into the Void. 